Back to how amazing your ocean and your coastline is, apart from me having to pinch myself, is the excitement of the unexplored that is the Saudi Red Sea. Welcome to the Mo Show podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to take a minute to thank one of our newest sponsors. This is a company that I'm a very big fan of. You'll find some really cool stuff, just unique pieces on their website and app that's super user-friendly, which is great for me because I can't tolerate apps that aren't. So Dukan is kind of like an Etsy, for those familiar with Etsy. I love the fact that they're a Saudi startup. We'd love to see more and more startups going forward. That's something that really excites me. Their CEO, Ammar Wagana, was on episode eight, which was an incredible episode because he discussed what it was like entering the entrepreneurial world, what it was like for him entering the startup, and the challenges and the success that he's seen since founding and running Dukkan Afkar. I'll tell you what, I'll add the link to that episode below. I'll also add the links to their website and Instagram for you guys to take a look. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Welcome to the Mosho Podcast, episode 23. My guest tonight is a nature conservationist specializing in marine wildlife. As exotic as that sounds, I love it. He's from South Africa, a.k.a. Shark Country. Swims with them as well. He's been on Shark Week, Nat Geo, BBC, the Discovery Channel, to name a few. God, I'm going to enjoy this episode tonight. <laughs> Please welcome Mr. Dickie Chevelle. What's up, Mo? Hey, thank well, you. Thank you so much. Thank for you for having me. That was a cool intro. You thank like you. it? You like yeah. it? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one of my better ones. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time, Dickie, and welcome to Saudi, man. How have you been? Oh, I've been very, very great, bro. Spending time in, in your country has been such a treat. Yeah. How long have you been in Saudi for? Well, this is my third time back now, mm -hmm. but I've been here this time around just just over a month about six weeks so okay. almost a month and a half yeah. and spent most of that time out on your beautiful red sea so con no complaints yeah. here is this your second time in saudi i get a feeling that it's not your first third time third time in yeah saudi. wow you, you you seem to be coming back you seem to love it yeah well how could you not how could you <laughs> not it's it's incredibly different from what i could ever have expected mm -hmm. and it's such a pleasant Pleasant surprise. Amazing, amazing. So you come here, um, uh, you know, you're really involved in uh, in the marine life in, in, in the Red Sea. Um, are you part of any, lo like, I mean, are you invited by any local companies or organizations or like what, what, what exactly do you do when you come here? What's the day job look like? Okay, so, well, day job wise is most of the time to this point has been spent on sea. And to answer your question, Back in South Africa, my father is the founder and CEO of the world's best shark cage diving company. But we also do a lot of marine conservation, not just marine, but conservation work yeah. in general. We have a penguin sanctuary and we influence decisions on government level okay. when it comes to conservation strategies. Um, so what I'm doing in Saudi is incredibly exciting. Our team from Marine Dynamics have partnered up with an amazing startup here in Saudi Arabia called 1760. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be taking this new challenge by storm, hopefully, um, when it comes to, not even hopefully, we will, when it comes to the conservation of your beautiful wildlife in the Red Sea and really setting a standard and setting a precedent of 
how to do sustainable ecotourism along the Saudi Arabian coastline. Amazing. So it's an incredibly exciting project encapsulating so much, mm -hmm. not only just the pillars of which being conservation, sustainability, um, and also job creation, as well as restoration. So we have at our disposal the best and brightest minds in the world in their respective fields that we're implementing um, to do work on your coastline. And a healthy, a healthy ocean is a healthy country, wow. not in, in so many ways, but we can get to that later. But um, not only when it comes to preservation, but also um, restoration mm -hmm. of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place that is the Red Sea. It, I mean, when you say restoration, um, my mind automatically goes to cars out of my love for cars. But what 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 does ocean or sea restoration mean exactly? So if I can explain it to you this way, a lot of the people obviously um, starting the projects that we've started now, um, allocating places that we can do um, things like shark cage diving, adventure tourism, because it's one of the things that we're definitely focused on is adventure tourism, which Saudi has an incredibly big market for yeah. um, or not yet. The market is actually creating itself as as this is going so on. It's infancy. <clears throat> yeah, it's in its infancy, yeah. but it, it will definitely it will definitely grow. Mm -hmm. And when it when we were doing our initial research speaking to a bunch of the old local fishermen in the area um, a couple of people that um, have been studying the area for many years all of them told us that you should have been here 30 years ago you should have been here 20 years ago it was incredible the stuff that you would have seen yeah, so yeah. what i mean by restoration i actually i've seen this happen in various places in the world because i've been lucky enough to be part of projects around the world and if you change a few small things around a certain area you'll start to see um, things that used to be there come back like for instance um, during COVID time now you've seen possibly um, a lot on social media of while the world was standing still animals returning yeah, yeah, yeah. returning yeah. like them seeing in the canals in Venice, Venice. yeah, that, yeah. That, that one, that, that one, one really hit the world profile. hard. So <laughs> implementing a couple of strategies um, that will benefit not only, um, I think it's a win, win, win. So implementing a couple of conservation strategies along your coastline that not only benefit the environment, mm -hmm. it benefits the people of Saudi Arabia, because if you have a healthy ocean with a product that people want to come see, your country is thriving because yeah. now every person that's stepping in here to see this is spending money at a petrol station, at a coffee shop, yeah. just to name a few. So it's bringing money into your country. Yeah. And then also um, your country is benefiting because yeah. people are like, look at Saudi, look at what they're yeah. doing right. Yeah. Look at yeah. what they're doing yeah. better. Um, and what I mean by the restoration is implementing those small strategies hopefully getting animals that haven't been seen here for 10 20 years starting to come back yeah. and you will see that feeling safe to come yes. back. yes and you will see that yeah. over 
an amount of time. Obviously, Incredible. everything takes time, but you have to start somewhere. Amazing. What puzzles me about uh, you know what you're saying about how in awe you are of our coastline, and 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 don't get me wrong, I mean it is it is gorgeous, absolutely. But you don't come from a landlocked country. You come from South Africa, where the where the Atlantic meets the Indian Ocean. So you're you're no stranger to beautiful coastline and 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 scenery and waters, etc. But you talk about the Red Sea like something you've never seen before. How high up the chain of or up the, the the beauty chain let's say is it globally compared to some of the other corals maldives or 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 the great barrier reef is the red sea is it is it close to that number one spot in terms of beauty i could definitely tell you yes it is and i've i've been now in the past few months that i i've been lucky enough to dive in many places in the world and a few times i've had to pinch myself wow in the Red Sea, just off Jeddah, yeah. not even um, talking about Leaf or Yanbar, yeah, which is all just remote. close, <clears throat> just just close to here still, mm. relatively. I've had to pinch myself, and I'm like, there is no way that I'm seeing what I'm seeing <laughs> right now. Really, it is, huh? it is really. You guys have some incredible, incredible wow. spots yeah, yeah. with incredible wildlife. I mean, we've identified. Um, several species of dolphins, some of them that I never thought I would even see here. So it's not um, just one species of dolphins? No. I was always, <laughs> no. I'm so ignorant. Um, within, dude, we saw four different species of dolphins in a single day. How many mm -hmm. species are, are there out there of dolphins? Um, I'm not sure in but, the world. But dozens. But, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. You saw at least four different species of yes. dolphins in the Red Sea. It's, wow. Yeah. Even um, which... My biggest surprise when it comes to the dolphin was we saw a humpback dolphin and um, it was it's a coastal species of dolphin and we found it close to a harbor. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you about this story on another okay. on another right. occasion, but <clears throat> but it was very, very interesting to see that yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. back to back to how amazing your ocean and your coastline is. Um, apart from me having to pinch myself, is the excitement of the unexplored that is the Saudi Red Sea. Wow. Because obviously it's been explored, but so much still needs to be documented. And there's so much data to be taken. And there's so mm. much potential, not only just for the viewing of the animals, but the conservation and the mm. studies that can be done. Because this area is... is so much to explore and so much to still do that it the excitement of this whole project is really yeah. blowing me away it's yeah. just we're discovering things at a miraculous basis every day we go out we've we've seen something new that i just didn't think we were going to see here or some of the places that we've been finding just, yeah. just mind mind blowing you know how so, i compute yeah. it it's like a, a treasure a treasure chest that has never been opened boom and we just found the key and we're like look what we have here you know and it's never and that's what tourism that's where tourism comes in because mm -hmm. for the longest time we you know tourism never really existed in saudi but now it's so simple to get a visa and um and it's like come check out what i mean for example me i've been to five or six different cities in saudi in the last year and a half thanks to corona big because of it and, and i explored my own country because of it and i was like my god we have some really beautiful sites here you know and I felt almost stupid for always getting on a plane uh, to go on holiday when when I was completely um, like un, untold about the beauty that we have here on a local level. And, and just 
to hear it coming from you as well, it just reaffirms and makes me realize that we really have so much to see over here. Farasan Islands, for example, wow, is 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 a place that people just cannot stop talking about right now. That's that's the next place on my list. You um, should definitely go because check that place out. Friend, friends of mine went there recently <clears throat> and they came back mind blown. Mind, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, exactly what you said about now Saudis exploring Saudi on a level Saudis that they never Saudi, yeah. that they never have. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to make um certain trips with some young saudis that are obviously currently stuck here because mm. of because of corona and to them they're exploring parts of their country that they never have before yeah, and shocking. and they're seeing how beautiful yeah. their country actually is yeah. and this is largely how we at 1760 will facilitate not only a standard of conservation around the Saudi Arabian coastline, but also a standard setting a new standard for sustainable adventure yeah. tourism as well. So mm -hmm. incorporating the conservation along with the research and then mm -hmm. incorporating that to synergize mm -hmm. with being hopefully yeah. or inshallah, inshallah, as you guys you're the, say, you're at the right place at the, the right world, time. the world. I want to say the word that I'm looking for is and that one of the adventure capitals of the entire world could be yeah hundred percent hundred percent it could be mm -hmm. you guys not only have the oceans you've got beautiful it starts at the ocean and then it moves on to a beautiful yeah. landscape. landscape i mean yeah mountains desert, and history yeah. history yeah. such cultural and rich history that your country has i've been blown away I'm, I'm really glad that you're acknowledging and appreciating it honestly it means a lot um i want to know about you when did you first get into sharks it's something that terrifies a lot of us and i'm on the top of that list i've had dreams of sharks all right chasing me and i'm always so much slower than them um when did you when did you get into you know wanting to explore the ocean and you know swim with sharks and all of that what triggered it for you I have to say, um, this is not an over-exaggeration. I've, I've been incredibly, incredibly privileged growing up around the ocean. I could literally swim before I could walk. This okay. was one of my dad's things. He wanted to make me swim before I could walk mm. so because I'll always be around water. Yep. Um, so, and he used to be an avid spear fisherman. So before I could remember when I was four years old, I'd go diving with him. Um, hold on to his back and when he keeps going if I'm out of air I just swim up Amazing. to the surface so my love and fascination for nature and animals and we'd always have we lived on a farm so we'd always have animals coming in and out so I've always grown up with this fascination but when it comes to sharks as I remember one day um, we were spearfishing for dinner around one of our um, local dive sites in the area um, close to Cape Town, about two two hours away from Cape Town, a little town called Khanspai, okay. which is also the great white shark capital of the world. My goodness. Um, and while we were spearfishing, I remember we had a small boat like this at a time and this mega, <laughs> like massive, massive great white just slowly cruised and circled our little boat that day. And I, I will never forget this vivid image of this because... At that time, also, when you're young, you're thinking shark, like, and it just blew my mind from that second how gentle 
that shark was. It literally just came, circled us, and it was so calm and so peaceful, and this leviathan just cruised off. And ever since then, I developed an incredible fascination with these animals. Fin, fin and all, you saw the fin? Yeah, fin, like massive shark, like bigger than our boat, circling our boat. You could see the whole... And the it fin is a, a reference to the scale of, of, of the damn thing, isn't yeah. it? Like you can tell if it's a big boy or not yes. by, by, the, by, the, by the size of the fin. And, and that was your first encounter with, uh, with the great whites? That was yeah the first encounter that I could remember. Okay, and it left and, you guys. And yes, it, it just cruised off, continued doing its thing, circling. And it our could have it, it could have done some damage if it wanted to. Well, that's the thing. Like, yes, yeah. yes, it, if it wanted to, and that's largely something that I think we should touch on on this podcast is if sharks were what the media often portrays them to be firstly i wouldn't be here but we'd have so many fatalities on a yearly basis if sharks wanted to eat people we would never nobody would ever go into the water you know it's we're incredibly lucky that they don't want to eat people and it actually speaks as a testament for them because you get different type of shark encounters and i've seen it again here now it just refreshed my memory um but you get positive and neutral shark encounters and a lot of the time the sharks are always there and people just never notice them um i was doing a dive on one of our bravs here while looking for for sharks um uh of jeddah the other day And looking at our footage later, it took me over a half an hour of the shark actually being in the area before I saw it. You can clearly see on the Brav video um, that I'm not seeing the shark, but you can see it behind me. So you get these sharks are are literally that they go unnoticed so many Mm -hmm. times. And that I would see as either... um, a positive shark encounter if you get to see the shark, but a neutral shark encounter if you don't even see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was there, but you'd nev- yeah. never end up seeing so it. Would you say that they're misunderstood? Incredibly misunderstood creatures. And once you see them, you'll, you'll see exactly what I mean. Wow. Um, so it probably didn't take you much to want to go cageless for the first time. Um, how was your first experience swimming, you know, skin to skin with a shark? How old were you, first of all, Dickie? I was 16, 17. Wow. Yeah. So firstly, uh, I'll, get to, I'll get to that in a second. But my first cageless experience was literally just a curious white shark checking me out underwater. And it came and it swam up right close to me. And, and there you are, a sitting duck. Yeah. And I thought I would feel fear, but I never ended up, that that part skipped me. It was so, I had so much, there was nothing else existing for for this period of time while that shark was around me. And I thought I'd have all these feelings of fear and everything, but the shark's energy demanded just that I'm calm. And it was such a cool experience just to be calm in this, mental chaos of wow this is a really big shark circling me right now um and getting back to your other question of when do sharks take a nibble yeah we we call it a shark accident instead of a shark attack because 99 percent of the time you can't say 100 but 99 percent of the time it is a mistaken identity thinking it's a seal 
not necessarily just a seal thinking it's something. The sharks um, can sense electromagnetic. They, they know you're there. But most attacks or accidents happen, most of them, in surfing environments as well. Surfing, swimming, beaches. So the shark's already there. And a lot of the time there's waves and sand getting kicked up. So it can sense that you're there, but it can't see you. So it can sense you, but it can't see you. And it mm -hmm. doesn't have hands. It can't feel what you are. Mm -hmm. So it does what we call a test bite. So it bites you. And that's why most people will survive a shark encounter like yeah. that. Because yeah. the shark will bite you. It'll swim off. And mm -hmm. then you're left with, obviously, the wound. It's very, very rare that a shark bites you and, like, keeps. <laughs> finishes you off. Keeps, yeah. That... that it, it has happened, but generally it doesn't happen. Mm. But also, if you think about it, bro, how big is this table? It's small. Yep. This is a small shark. You get sharks that's basically as long as this room that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Five meters? Yeah, five, six meters. I've seen five, six meter sharks. <laughs> um, incredible. But if they, unfortunately, but it's highly unlikely that a five meter shark's just going to mm. come up and bite you. <laughs> yeah. But... If they take a nibble from you, you're in trouble. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if they just do a test bite, their test bite is basically yeah. <laughs> the size yeah. Yeah. the size of your body, unfortunately. Most times, it is unfortunately a mistaken identity. Okay. Hollywood has uh, portrayed the great whites to be the devil of, of, of the sea. Are those what we need to be afraid of? But as far as sharks are concerned, are, are those uh, the, the, the predators that we need to be wary of the most or is there um, a, a more dangerous shark out there than the great whites? I would definitely say um, to an extent a lot of sharks are dangerous you know what I mean um, not they choose not to be but they have the potential mm -hmm. they have the potential to be me personally I would say if you're gonna choose a shark to be afraid of be afraid of a bull shark um, not in crystal clear water. A lot of a lot of shark incidents happen in murky and dirty water, and I would never recommend anybody just jumping into the water with sharks. We are trained professionals, after mm -hmm. all. We read shark behavior. We take not only visibility but time of day, everything like that. We take into account, and then we take a calculated risk, and we made a, we make a decision based on our knowledge. But yeah. in the waters of South Africa's eastern coast there are a lot of attacks from bull sharks Oof. for 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 sure i mean Those there, are the worst, yeah. there's places there that i would not surf or you into the water and i mean i'm a trained professional so yeah. as as far as sharks go i would definitely say um the bull shark is and jaws you know the movie jaws that caused this incredible shark That's panic what's all over in my the mind world. right yes. now jaws it was based on a bull shark not on a great not a white. great white not a great white and then they turned it they gave it, a great it, white yeah. a bad reputation yeah exactly shame dude poor jaws <laughs> shame how big is a, a tooth like one of the, the the front tooth teeth of jaws of great whites are they as big as an open an open fist you do open get hand. the megalodon teeth that are that are this big, which is a prehistoric shark. It was like the I wanted, grandfather. I wanted to get to that. I wanted to know um, how much truth behind that. We'll get to that in a sec. But this big is the biggest white shark tooth About that I've seen. I think. Okay. Yeah. 
like this big, which is still massive. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's still it's, very it's ridiculous. Um, and and is it true that if they lose it, they just reproduce? Like another one yes, comes out. They've got these. It's so cool. I mean, <laughs> the the great whites have got these rows of teeth. Steamroller, like, you know. Yeah, and they just just in case, you know, they'll never have to see a dentist. One comes out, and then yeah, they, they have these. And you know where I found a lot of shark teeth before was actually on an island. Um, we've got a seal colony called Giza Rock at Dyer Island in South Africa, and mm -hmm. there we have the world famous Shark Alley, which is like the world's McDonald's drive-through for the great white sharks. They just cruise through yeah. and pick a seal off if they want. And a lot of the time, there are seals entangled on that island. So me, myself, and my team will go on disentangle the seals because it's horrible to see them suffer. Like Absolutely. you know entanglements are yeah, yeah it's a horrible way to Dreadful. go yeah. but there on that island i see a lot of shark teeth of seals that actually obviously got bitten oh. climbed out onto this rock and the seal is long gone it died and it's no longer there but the teeth still remain oh, so that you've got this rock with like just scattered shark yeah. teeth everywhere yeah, it's, yeah. It's have, an, have you ever uh, been bitten no, no, I have not been bitten by a living shark. <laughs> by a living shark. I've been bitten by a dead shark before. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I've you can, been, get, yeah, bitten by, you can yeah, get bitten by a dead shark? How did yeah, that happen? Oh, um, God. Stitches? No, I don't, but I'm South African and... and you just, life, <laughs> life goes on. Life, life had to go on. <laughs> How did you, you get bitten by um, a dead shark? We were... A, sh a great white shark washed up in in Khansbai, okay. the town the town where I'm at. And our team responded quickly and the shark was still alive when we got there, mm -hmm. but it was washed out. So myself um, and a couple of members of our team from Marine Dynamics um, tried to revive the shark or try to get it to just have water through the gills. So we actually, I stuck my hand into its gills and into its mouth oh to try and pull the shark so that we can get water flowing back through its gills. Oh. Unfortunately, the shark passed away, but before he passed away, um, as I stuck my hand through its gills into its mouth, the jaw just closed and it's oh, like, just, God. <laughs> just when, but when it was luckily like it was a scrape and and, and, and yeah. nothing more. But, yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a full on. If it actually closed down, I don't think I'd be lucky no, enough to no, be sitting here with I this. But but that was obviously <laughs> and and also a question that I that I do get a lot is um, is aren't you af aren't you afraid or that the shark's gonna come for you? And my my answer will always be is that I put myself when filming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In a, you put yourself in that situation, especially if you're attracting sharks into a baited, mm -hmm. into a baited environment. So even if something ended up happening to me, um, you put yourself in that situation. If you're gonna play with fire, <laughs> like chances are you could, could get burned. Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. do sometimes bait these animals in um, in order to get certain shots and then dive with them. It's different mm -hmm. just attracting sharks and filming them, but in then introducing yourself into that element, mm -hmm. um, things could potentially yeah. go wrong. But I always try and tell people like, we put ourselves in, in, in that situation. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. anything were to go wrong, it's because of us. It's not yeah. because of the animals. Yeah. We're the problem. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for me 
um, if I'm in the water and uh, and my biggest fear in life is is realized and I'm faced with a shark, what do I do? And he sees me. And he sees you. Say hi. <laughs> hey. um. Move. Don't move. Swim. Go towards. I've heard punch in the nose. Um, at the end of the day, here's I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna break down a couple of things that you can do and should do, should not do, etc. But it's important to know that at the end of the day, and this is once again where the sharks are so amazing. If a shark wants to eat you, it will eat you. <laughs> You're not swimming away from a shark. You're not punching it in the nose. You're not doing any of that. But luckily for you they don't want to eat you but they will approach you because they're curious animals um i will prepare a clip for you that i'll send send to you at some point and it and it's actually a video that i made explaining or showing diving with sharks and exactly how it works oftentimes a shark might be a bit more curious um, and come up to me if it does that i would literally swim towards it oh, wow. okay. you know what i mean i would i, I would make that face off like that's and what it to will do. Turn, okay. almost play chicken with it okay. um like with a bear you, apparently you're told to get as big as you can with a bear and shout and yeah rather know, than running but the, in that video i'll also show you as soon as you swim away the shark follows you like as soon as you swim faster to act It'll as prey okay. is to be seen as prey so if you're going to act as prey there is a video that i have of swimming towards the boat quickly mm -hmm. and the sharks just all follow you it doesn't mean that they're going to come to you but yeah you're piquing their interest because you're moving fast in a yeah. difference so definitely slow movements stay calm always keep eye contact never turn around okay. like don't 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 turn around and back paddle towards your boat chances are the shark will come close it'll just circle you there's it's very unlikely that a shark will attack you if it does come too close always you can use your palm and just push it away mm -hmm. it'll swim away oftentimes you you'll see um on videos people just pushing sharks away yeah, by, yeah. by the head okay and then you can just keep doing that until you get either to the beach or the boat yeah. back against the <laughs> reef um and then you just fin outwards just get out yeah um i've heard a stat that the ocean is 90 percent undiscovered all right now i don't know if it's that you know if that's true or not i mean how much do you know is undiscovered if you haven't discovered it but, <laughs> but, but, but anyway i like the way you let's think say, bro. let's let's say it's whatever 70 80 percent mm -hmm. um what's the most thing out there that you have seen that we should you know be aware of when we're or like just you know on guard of if it's certainly not sharks for you what's the craziest thing out there that we should fear or be aware of humans <laughs> humans. humans definitely good answer yeah yeah that's the if if you could if you should fear anything it's humans and the impact that we have on this planet um nothing i would that say lives we're, in the sea. Nothing. nothing that lives in the sea more dangerous i would say if you're looking for dangerous things in the sea a box jellyfish is way up there the ones that they have in australia those incredibly poor mm -hmm. <laughs> um so them definitely as for wildlife stingrays stingrays no no not really it was incredibly unfortunate thing that happened to steve Irwin. i mean i was lucky enough to meet him 
Um, he was an amazing guy. He actually came shark diving with us. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was an incredibly unfortunate thing. But stingrays I've dived with incredible stingrays in Saudi Arabia. Are they? Boom. Um, <laughs> you guys not only have stingrays, you have manta rays, you have whale sharks. Like you guys have but amazing these things. These guys, they sting, don't they? I mean, it's mm -hmm. in their name. They sting. And isn't it fatal when mm -hmm. they do? Um, well, if you get stung through the heart, if anything stabbed you through the heart, I've been stung by a small stingray before that I stepped on, and it was literally one of the most painful things that I've ever experienced oh. in my life. So you won't necessarily die, but you'll wish you you die you just to get the, just to get the pain over with. It yeah. was it was truly yeah. so. If you're ever if there's a lot of stingrays, do the stingray shuffle. Okay. You just walk like this, yeah. so that you don't. I've step heard that before. On until you step on, on a sea urchin, and there goes but the shuffle. Stingrays are not malicious animals, okay, at all, and oftentimes. Um, not only stingrays but sharks also they'll avoid you <laughs> really yeah okay. uh, I've, I've been in a, a few frustrating situations where i'm trying to swim with the shark but it doesn't want to swim with me okay. back <laughs> 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 the more wildlife is thriving the more people sure. you're getting Absolutely. and it's a it's a win-win win-win-win yeah. yeah not everyone recognizes that where i think we need a lot of improvement is um is in campsites um we have a plastic problem you know, when you go out into the wild, and I have done a lot of exploring of Saudi due, due, due to Corona, um, you should only leave your footprints when you're out at desert. 100%. You know? But unfortunately, what I'm seeing is a lot more than just footprints. There's plastic everywhere. And it's something that I wish as a culture and a country we can, you know, be a bit more mindful of. That when we're done camping, you know, we, we pick up our plastics and, and take it to a place now where we can recycle it. Because... It's such an ugly sight to see water bottles and stuff that's just going to be there for 80 years if you don't pick it up. So I think that we should really just, you know, follow the footsteps of what the leaders are, are, are doing, you know, you know the municipalities and, and, and so forth. They're, they're, they're showing us the way and it's up to us to, to know, actually follow suit. To actually follow suit. You're 100% right. Plastic, not only just in Saudi, in the whole world, is an incredibly big 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 problem there's plastic they found plastic on the bottom of the marianas trench deepest, and we as a human being should be ashamed of that deepest point in the ocean 11 kilometers down there's on plastic. the deepest deepest part of oh the entire God. ocean there's plastic we've it's shameful it's shameful um mm -hmm. earlier you, you just you touched on um megs me, me, megadalons megadalons Megal megalodons megalodons <laughs> so i saw again everything goes back to hollywood and movies mm -hmm. i saw the meg and you have these god knows how big they are prehistoric sharks uh tr true up to 18 meters in length now i think yeah, i think was that one of the 18, bigger ones 18 meters they they could get the megalodons yeah but how long have they been um out of existence for a couple of million years a couple of million years yeah. <laughs> they're one of the oldest species uh, yeah. i mean they're like them and yeah. the dinosaurs right yeah, well sharks generally great whites as as well like they're they've they've come for millions and millions they mm -hmm. they are part of the dinosaur era mm -hmm. oh are they okay. i mean wow. yes wow. Wow. great white sharks have not had to change for millions of years yeah. <laughs> they are perfect perfect predators mm -hmm. incredibly well adapted and they're getting less bro perfect they're, for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> per perfect for me for sure
Um, My God, you are quite yeah, a but character. But the megalodons, the only thing, because sharks are cartilaginous, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I struggle with that word. What does that mean? Um, they don't have bone, they're cartilage. That's why, um, unless you're having, you have something stuck in permafrost mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm super fast that the only thing that remains of them is their teeth yeah you okay. never see shark skeletons lying no around bones, because huh? they because they're cartilaginous wow. fish yeah what have you yet to achieve in in the world of uh, of the ocean and marine life and all that is there anything that you haven't done yet that you want to do it never stops <laughs> done it all um Blue whale, have you you've uh, rubbed shoulders with with a blue whale? Not that they have. I've shoulders. seen them. Um, would love to dive with a blue whale. Still, I've never dived with a blue whale. Okay. I've dived with whales. Scariest thing of my life is diving with whales. Really, <laughs> the big they boys. Make you, they make you feel so insignificant, and they're not malicious at all. It's just their sure size. Mm -hmm. It it's it makes you feel this big. Yeah, it's in, it's, it's incredible yeah. diving with whales as well. Um, but. When it comes to things that I'm, I'm taking it step for step, but at the moment I've got a few documentaries to shoot mainly based on great whites. Mm -hmm. um, but then coming back to Saudi and at the moment there's so much that I want to do because I truly believe in your coastline. And as I said, I'm incredibly privileged to be a part of such an incredible team here that's, and we're allowed to explore everything along your coastline so that is what's up next for me mm -hmm. and so there's a lot i haven't done coast guard doesn't bother you what are you guys doing here permit <laughs> no we have perm, perm so you're good permits to go. for everything these guys uh, are strict yeah, yeah yeah but but we're 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 working along with them mm -hmm. you know what i mean That's so nice. it's so it's amazing yeah. to be enabled to do that yeah i i i've i've feel humbled mm. in order to be asked to do something like appreciate this, you so. saying all of that by the way the compliments you're giving our country the support that uh, they've shown you here on the ground but you're here for a good cause mm. so you know what I, I hope everyone is is supporting you on uh, you know on every corner the Saudi Arabian people are amazing I have to it's one thing that I have to say like the hospitality the people that I've met here mm -hmm. incredible the goat have you had any mm -hmm. goat mm -hmm. goat on rice no, not Mandy, yet. You haven't? Not yet. You haven't had like our traditional uh, goat I've, over I've, rice? I've been working very, very hard. I, like, I, boom. I, I pride myself on being the hardest worker in the room. You're not a, veget <laughs> you're not a vegetarian, right? You eat no, meat? No, I eat meat. I'm taking you out for a meal. Okay. It'll, awesome. it'll, it'll change your religious beliefs. Goat? I've been wanting to eat goat for so long. Like I've been wanting how, to try it. How is he not taking you? This I don't know. Is, He's taking blasphemy. me to eat everywhere. We've eaten everything everywhere except goat. <laughs> <laughs> what did I eat goat? Yeah, At which point? Too. You're forgiven for having to for for, for having that was sheep, wasn't it? Sheep. It was sheep. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't oh, goat. You probably <laughs> passed out after it and you forgot about it, which you're forgiven uh, for. It does that to you. Thank you. Oh, really? But, it doesn't uh, make you sleepy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the hospitality, uh, yeah, they, we 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 do it uh, quite well, if if uh, if oh. I may say so. Oh. I've eaten amazing things here, though. We, yeah. we, the other day, we went up to Taif, which is how mind-blowing have you been? Of course, Taif. I have. I just, when I want some good oh, weather, I go I, up there. It was mind-blowing. Sure. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was yeah. so lovely. Yeah. And some of, our, some of our friends that I met with him, um, 
we made the traditional hole in the ground and mm -hmm. then made a fire in there and then put sheep in there and covered it oh, up yeah. for a few hours. But fun. It was yeah. one of the best meals that yeah. I've ever yeah, had yeah, in yeah, my yeah. life. It was so, the meat was that so is, soft after a few hours. That's it was my incredible. favorite type of cooking where it's, uh, it's, it's buried mm -hmm. uh, for a few hours and then it's just, you know, meat that is tender that you've probably never had anything like in your life. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it was it Okay, was good. Amazing. Now I'm more at ease that... Um, um, that you've seen that part of Saudi, the, the, the delicacy end of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you've experienced it firsthand. Um, is there um, is there anything that we missed out? Something that you want to something you want to discuss or say before we uh, before we close? No, um, I think we covered most most um, of of what I came came here to say. I and if I, you forgot anything, I'm then when you're back, yeah. we'll uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a bit nervous still. Like, I, I usually don't get nervous. <laughs> but, but obviously, nervous I'm in here, Saudi Arabia. But, but not, when si not when swimming with great white sharks, no, huh? No, that well, <laughs> I'm quite the opposite. I compartmentalize <laughs> fear. I'm nervous in front of people. Not really. I'm not nervous in front of sharks. <laughs> God, um, it's quite the opposite But me. I want to truly thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to come and speak to you. Um, it's really been great. And for people listening and stuff like you guys are Saudis you guys are amazing Thanks, it, and you. thank I've truly been treated with utmost respect ever since myself has arrived here and I've lucky enough been lucky enough to meet incredible people while I've been here and mm -hmm. as I said I have faith in your country inshallah we will appreciate that Dickie thanks so much man I, I just love your story man it's so unique everyone Everyone cares about, you know, what you do. You know, everyone cares about the ocean to some degree. Everyone is intimidated by sharks. And, and I think people will really enjoy listening to this episode because we want to know more about it and know better to know more about it than a pro like you. Uh, you're a pro in the water and you're a pro here. And I love your stories. And, and again, like what you stand for and what you're here for. So we really do appreciate everything that you're doing for our country. And um, again, man, thanks a lot for coming on the show. And uh gonna get you back here on soon next time awesome. uh, next time you're uh, you're back in town thank you very much all right brother bro. thanks so cool. much for coming through thank you Take very care. much thanks man. and as a thank you from our friends over at dukan afkar they've very generously given us a 10 percent discount for us to use on their app that you can see right now when you get to the checkout counter just enter mosho offer expires on june 8th which is in two months from today